Imagine knowing exactly what your students are learning and exactly which steps you need to take next. Join us in Down With The Reading Quiz to craft meaningful and productive formative assessments that move away from gotcha moments of basic recall and toward assessing what your students actually can do. In this 30-minute free masterclass, we'll share three powerful assessment keys that work for any novel at any time of the year. Head to shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to sign up, and we'll also send you a free workbook to keep track of all your notes. Once again, that's shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to nail formative assessments forever. Well, hello, and welcome back to Brave New Teaching, and happy Thanksgiving if you are celebrating in the States. Hello. Happy Thanksgiving, States peeps. Yeah. Well, I mean, happy Thanksgiving to everybody, but specifically it is Thanksgiving day in the U.S. if you are listening to this in real time. So we want to say gobble gobble. Hope that you are able to enjoy the day in one way or another. I don't know what I was going to say, but that's what happened. (laughs) We know that you're probably, I don't know relaxing on the couch and doing absolutely nothing today, right? Obviously, as is known for especially teachers when they have time off. Correct. I'm sure you have nothing else to do. So you're just relaxing with your ear pods in. And um, we wanted to bring you a rerun of one of our fave Thanksgiving episodes. Yes. One of our fave Thanksgiving episodes, Amanda and I like to just ask each other random questions and like, see if we can put each other on the spot. One of my favorite things to do on this earth is to see if I can shock Amanda or like throw her off her game, especially while we're doing something live. It's like one of my favorite activities in mm. in the world wow. is to wow. try to throw you off your game. Wow. And so when I can do it, it's quite fun, especially quite fun. especially if I'm going to give you a quiz. Yes. <laughs> We've run we, I, we, <laughs> This is one of our favorites. We know y'all are busy today, so if you just want to throw this on while you are doing other things, that's kind of what we figured, but it's a little bit of fun. It's a little bit of mm, I'm going to have to be back at school next week. What's something that I could do to get students back into the swing of things and like a slow reentry? You've heard us talk about, if you've been around the podcast for a while, you've heard us talk about Sesame Street quizzes quite a bit and different types of assessment. If you haven't had a chance to take our formative assessment masterclass down with the reading quiz, it is free. It is the minute you sign up, it'll get sent to you. I highly suggest you do that and just keep it in your inbox until you're ready to look at it because it doesn't always have to be an assessment on things that you're looking at. It could be just a let's do some critical thinking and get a little silly. And you could ask questions about different types of pie, right? Like you can ask different types of questions next week when you go to school. And so that's kind of what we have for you today. We want you to enjoy it and use it as a gift to buy you a few extra, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes of peace on Monday. You've got this planned and then you can get back to business. Mm -hmm. And while students are working, you can sip your coffee while it's still lukewarm. Yes. Isn't that fancy? I know. All right, friends. We are thankful for you. Thank you for all that you do to support Brave New Teaching and to just be part of this community because uh, we are making some really cool things happen in the education world, and we're excited that you are along for the ride. So thank you. Happy Thanksgiving, and we will see you next time. Enjoy. Well, hello, and welcome back to Brave New Teaching. Today's episode is a special Thanksgiving episode, friends. Hello, welcome. Happy week of American Thanksgiving. Hi, Amanda. 
Hey, hey, everybody. How's it going? I'm so excited to be here. Yes. So as I started to say, it is actually, the day this comes out is actually American Thanksgiving 2021. But if you were listening to this on a different day, it's okay. We still have some stuff for you. As we sat and we thought about, like, we want an open letter to our listeners and we just want them to know how much we appreciate them. And so rather than having just an open letter to listeners and saying how much we appreciate you because we do, but we also like say that a lot. We wanted to give you something of value. That's also kind of entertaining, which is pretty much every episode, but this <laughs> one, <laughs> we, we had a little creative stroke of genius here. We did. Absolutely. And so, because, you know, we like us a good and useful formative assessment Friends, we're going to have a couple of Sesame Street quizzes that are all about Thanksgiving. And hopefully listening to our answers to these Sesame Street quizzes will help you kind of broaden your horizons when it comes to using these types of formative assessments in your classroom. And if nothing else, you just get a good chuckle because we're both in kind of a punchy, weird little mood. So let's just see what happens, shall we? Yeah, well, we're not going to go over the directions really or how this works. We're just going to do it. So if you're brand new and this is your first episode or you're just kind of hanging out with us in the beginning of your journey, don't worry. Our show notes has got you covered. We've got previous episodes to link to. We've got a masterclass about all of this. We'll tell you more about it at the end of the show, but just kind of hang out with us and experience this formative assessment. And then we'll answer your questions once it's over. Yep. And it's time to cue the music. listening to Brave New Teaching, a podcast for educators challenging the status quo. I'm Amanda, and I'm a high school English teacher in Illinois. And I'm Marie, and I'm also a high school English teacher in Southern California. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. All right, friends. So like Amanda said, If you are brand new here, or if you maybe have missed our previous episodes on the exact type of quiz we're talking about, this is called a Sesame Street quiz, or one of these things is not like the others. We have a whole episode on the ins and outs of this type of a formative assessment, um, which we will link in the show notes. We also have a masterclass on this type of formative assessment and a couple of others that we like to use that are outside of the box. It is called Down with the Reading Quiz, and we will tell you more about how to get uh, your eyeballs on this masterclass for free at the end of the episode. But for now, just go with us on a journey. Pretend wherever you are in the world, it's a nice, crisp autumn day. It's not in San Diego. It probably is where Amanda is in Illinois. But in San Diego, it is like 90. But that's okay. We're going to pretend it's it's 32. So like we're, mi- we're both missing the crispness. Like, I'm polar frozen. opposites. Yeah. You're sweating. So you're somewhere that we're not. Yes. Yes. You don't have to pick your most fall colored tank top for Thanksgiving. Like I do because it's so hot. You are that the, the sounds of the fallen leaves crunch beneath your feet. You can smell the crisp autumn air and all things that feel fall and autumnal are just all around you in a warm, cozy way. Is that the scene? I'm there. How do I do? I'm in it. I'm in it. Okay. Yeah. Stepped into the world. So we have a couple of Sesame Street quizzes that we have prepared that we are going to give to each other and explain our answers. Our first quiz is going to be specific to the meal. If 
Thanksgiving is something that you celebrate. But generally speaking, even if you don't, you kind of have an idea for what we're talking about here. Think traditional, uh, what you see on a postcard of Thanksgiving sorts of foods. Yes. Okay. We have a list of four. We are going to determine which three have a significant connection, what that is, and why the other is the outlier. (gasps) Those four are, Amanda, you get to go first. I just am throwing that at you. Okay. Read them out loud so I can think about them while you're doing all four. Okay. And by the way, in my house, Eloise, my five-year-old has said that we are not allowed to say the word Turkey or Thanksgiving. It's just called gobble gobble. Wow. That's okay. (laughs) She's in kindergarten. So like what she says goes, uh, okay. So gobble, gobble, Turkey, yams, stuffing and cranberry, Turkey, yams, stuffing. I'm sorry. What was that called? cranberry i'm sorry a gobble gobble thank you sorry thank you for following the rules wow i the rules are so difficult to remember immediately (laughs) after hearing them okay so we in our family okay this is how i'm going to answer your question yikes 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 this is very hard to answer okay so okay i've got my answer okay gobble gobble turkey okay Yams, but I have to replace the word yam with sweet potato because I definitely don't buy yams, but I do buy sweet potato. Can we can we that's call fine. those synonyms? Okay. That's fine. I like okay. saying the word yams because it looks weird, but sure. yes, sweet potato it, okay. for all intents and purposes. Yes. Okay. So that that potato that is orange. Um and <laughs> stuffing. These three have a significant connection because I cook all three of them from scratch. So I do not use any boxed anything in my culinary endeavors in those three items. So cranberry or cranberry sauce is my outlier because it is the only thing I straight up purchase and don't touch. Like cranberry sauce comes from the can to the can opener, to the plate, boom, done on the table. And we love it. Like the jelly as is. Have you ever made your own cranberries? I'm going to ask some, some follow-up no. questions. This doesn't normally no. happen with a Sesame Street quiz, but here we go. You've it, no, never made not. your own cranberry sauce. No. Have you? Uh, yeah. It sucked. Okay. It was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so not worth it. To your point, not worth it. Not worth it in my house anyways. Not worth it when I try to make it. It just like, I think I didn't have the patience for it to solidify properly. I also undersweetened um, it. So if you've ever had like, if you've ever had just like straight up cranberry juice with nothing like uncut, just cranberry juice, imagine yeah. that, but like saucy with chunks. Ooh, not good. No, not good. No. I would say that like, I'm not opposed to stuffing box mix, like a good stovetop, like they're just croutons. I mean, it's not a big deal. I'm not opposed, but I do like the excuse to make my own croutons and stuffing at Thanksgiving. So that's, that's where I am. Marie, what is your Sesame street response to gobble, gobble, yams, stuffing, cranberry go. Okay. So yams, stuffing, and cranberry all have a significant relationship in that they are foods that I really only find in my house or on my plate at Thanksgiving. The end. Like, really? That's like, turkey is the outlier because 
I will roast a turkey breast at other times of the year. Or, I mean, I'm not going to make a whole turkey necessarily at other times of the year, but like turkey, roasted turkey, not just deli turkey, is something that I will make and we will eat. Yes, it makes me think of this time of year, but it happens kind of around the calendar-ish. Yeah, we smoke it all the time. But, well, first of all, I, I, every year I try yams. I'm not kidding you. I'm, I'm almost 38 and for, I don't know. 33 years that I really remember every year I try yams and I hate them every time. Oh man. My parents love them. And my mom makes them with like apples and like the, like yams or like sweet potato. I mean, like it looks so good and I try it every year and I'm always like, "Mm, Nope, still not for me. You'd think that one year I'd be like, no, maybe just don't put that on your every year. I try them every year. But so like my mom makes that stuffing. Uh, it, it depends on who's kind of hosting. I'll just make a box. My mom will go all out with like wild rice and there's this beautiful, delicious stuffing that she makes. And then cranberry. I like to either get it out of a can or go to Trader Joe's, but those are three things that you will really only find, uh, on my dining table, like for Thanksgiving or like with thereabouts Turkey on the other hand is kind of like a year round I'm sorry. Gobble gobble is like a yes. year round. I bet you we could only call it gobble gobble at Thanksgiving. Let's. I'm just going to venture mean, to guess that. Living one. with a kindergartner is a, is a, as a dictatorship. I mean. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. Well, these are interesting interesting things I'm learning about you today. Yes. And you know what I'm liking about the way that we're talking about these is that there's a follow up. It's a conversation, and it's the same way like in my classroom when I'm doing mostly Sesame Street quiz trainings, and now I'm realizing there's a lot more reflection and follow up that I could be doing, uh, with these types of assessments that there's a, there's an opportunity lost here that doesn't take very long. That could be really good. It's just one more reason that doing Sesame street quizzes has changed everything about my class. I mean, everything, I mean, I'll never, ever, ever give another reading comprehension quiz. Well, I mean, why the richness, I mean, I know we're being kind of silly here, but truthfully, like the richness of the conversation that it elicits is yeah. Well, and, and the fact that we can have multiple correct answers and it doesn't take you as the greater multiple amounts of extra time <laughs> to well, do it's a, all that. It's a work. critical thinking assessment. It's amazing. Yeah. So it's more, it's more, I mean, it's all the things we talk about in our master class, which we promise we'll tell you about in a minute. Okay. So let's get, are you ready for our second Sesame Street quiz? Let's do it. Do you want to go first again? Uh, sure. But you need to read them out loud to me again. So I will. Please think through my answers. Darling, I will. Okay. Come. Please. Okay. This is more of like kind of traditionally, at least in the States, what we think of on the day of Thanksgiving (gasps) parade, football, shopping, and breakfast. Oh, this one's easy. Okay. Parade, football, shopping, breakfast. I think I almost wrote brunch instead of (laughs) breakfast. So take that, take with that what you will. That's fine. So we have, so it's, it's so funny because this is an interesting like stage of my life of, kind of transit, not transitioning. I mean, I mean, I'm out of it, but I have Thanksgiving memories of growing up in my house as a kid with my parents. I am now a parent with two kids and kind of doing like a blended family, you know, with upsets of grandparents. So like all of them are, I could answer this a lot of different ways, but I would say exclusively, like as clearly as possible, we avoid physical activity for the most part on Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, there were a couple of years that we did like a basketball, like a pickup basketball game going, but, and maybe even a, a touch football, it's typically too cold anyway. So I'd say that, uh, you know, for me, I think football is going to be the outlier. Now, 
connecting parade shopping and breakfast is interesting because I wouldn't say we do all three of these things every year, but parade is something that I loved to go to as a kid. Shopping is something that I loved to do on Black Friday with my mom. Not like crazy, like park your chair at Best Buy kind of Black Friday shopping, but like we like to go to Home Depot always has uh, poinsettias on sale for a dollar. And like, yep, yep. you know, some things like that. Like I have a lot of good traditional memories with my parents. And then I guess, so there it is. I just thought through my connection, those three are connected through memories of my parents. Okay. So the parade and shopping and breakfast. I have very sweet, positive memories of doing all of those. And we always had a breakfast casserole. So it was like, have a big breakfast, eat nothing, have a big dinner kind of a yep. day. Not even think- big breakfast, but like, it was like an egg casserole. So like it was filling enough that. Well, just something to like tide you over because. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And it was just kind of like ready whenever you woke up. Okay. Um, or it was ready when you got back from the parade. So yeah, those are my, those are my three parade shots. So you guys went to a parade. Tell me Chicago more about that. Chicago has a big, big, big parade on Thanksgiving. Oh, I had no it's idea. It's not like the Macy's day parade. It's not, it's not New York, but I mean, Chicago's the third largest city in the country. So it's pretty serious. parade. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, so like, what is the parade? What's I in it? Floats. I mean, it's, it's okay. just like the New York one. I mean, big big ass floats. Um, And I believe it is Macy's. I think Macy's is like the headliner and Santa's at the end. Oh, um, oh yeah. It's a big parade. And a lot of schools have like their step team marching bands. It's really, really wonderful. And yeah, I'd say we went as kids probably until we were old enough to complain about the cold. Oh, so four. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Eight or nine. And yeah. we would get up really early. I mean, it started yeah, yeah, yeah. at eight o'clock. So well, we had to like, go park and like, yes, that sounds yeah. so fun though. Those are all memories. Yeah, for sure. Okay. What about you? So, okay. Parade, football, shopping, breakfast. I will say that the three that have a significant relationship are, and you're not, it's not going to be what everybody thinks. Parade, football, and shopping. And the outlier is breakfast. So the three that have the relationship, parade, football, and shopping all have to do, this is going to be horrible. They all have to do with like being able to just hang out on Thanksgiving and they all have to do with screens, like gathering together to kind of just chill in the day before we like sit down and have a big meal. So I love watching the parade on TV. Macy's Thanksgiving day parade from New York city. I've been to that parade or like I saw it from afar one Thanksgiving my when I was much younger. My parents and my sister and I went to New York over Thanksgiving and we saw like the floats. I remember the wind that day was like crazy. They like lost a couple of like the balloons. <laughs> and so I just remember seeing Snoopy go by, right? Like like between a couple of buildings. And so that's got a special memory for me. But then like, I love just sitting and watching the parade and like the Broadway shows that come on and do numbers and the high schools and the like college teams that are there with their bands and their step teams and their cheerleaders and like dancers. And I love that. I love seeing the performers, like the singers that come on and Santa at the end. Like that's just... It's something I love and I like to watch it every year. Uh, football. It is not actually football. I like to watch the friends episode where they play football in central park. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you making the Sesame street quiz work for you. I yes. Like the friends football Thanksgiving episode where like, is it 
somebody pants each other. Is it like Chandler gets pantsed or something? I don't know. And they're like playing and Monica goes like intensely, like so competitive because she wants to win the Geller Cup. And do you know what I'm talking about? The look on your face is so no. blank that I look I'm like a I'm a person. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. I was old enough. It was a thing in high school, a big thing. And I just never got into it. Just didn't, I don't know, but I know what you're talking about. I feel okay. like clips of it or gifts of it. Yeah. I think I can quote it. Like I'm, that was my, yeah. I was like okay. just old enough to start watching. Like when it started, you know, I probably wasn't, but it all went over my head anyways. And then shopping. I don't really do the shopping itself, but I definitely make a lot of carts for Christmas shopping Yeah, and other sorts of holiday things. I mean, this year Hanukkah starts like, Sunday after Thanksgiving. So I got to get things going, but yeah. And then breakfast is always an afterthought for Thanksgiving. Like I never focus on that. It's always kind of like, I don't know. What do we want? Toast? Like me, like it's just never been. Do do you want some like cereal? Maybe a little yogurt. Um, maybe I should pay more attention, but like, yeah, we just kind of like snack throughout the day and then have an early dinner and then call it quits. I feel like, so, so my mom, when she started doing it, I remember asking her about it and she said, I make this to keep all of the dishes and the people out of the kitchen. So like oh, it makes sense. breakfast, right. Is like, it's a one casserole dish thing. It's been sitting in the refrigerator overnight. So like everything yep. else is cleaned up. That's the only cleanup and she can put it out and keep everyone away from the kitchen. <laughs> and we typically ate dinner relatively late. Like we're like a four or five o'clock Thanksgiving crew. So we kind of needed something to tie. I did ask her about that. I was very curious about that approach and impressed with her thoughtfulness. No, it makes a lot of sense. And it's Mm -hmm. probably something I should do, but I guarantee you it'll just be like, wake up and be like, you guys want uh, some eggs or (laughs) we do it on Christmas. (laughs) It's like, I I don't know another time of year when you can have a giant breakfast casserole for yourself. Like, Oh, so good. The less good. That's true. So good. But yeah. So that's kind of, that's where I go with that one. I like this. I was really nice. And you know what? Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We really do appreciate your listenership and being around your reviews, coming to our classes and saying hi on Instagram. It's been a pleasure. Marie and I are about what a year and a half into this journey and so thankful to be on it together. We're so thankful for each other. And I know that this year has been so hard for everyone and we're just glad that you're bringing us along with you. And I hope that we've been able to give you some support along the way. We're also hoping that episodes like this will just kind of like freshen up some of the ideas. Cause like even an idea, like the quiz that we just went over can get stale, right? So you, you have to kind of pivot. So little friends speak for you there again. Uh, so to speak here and there, and maybe hearing us talk about this one, there's something that you can do in the weeks between a Thanksgiving holiday and before kids go home for two weeks for winter break, right. For like, and then before they come back after new year's, maybe there's something you can do there. That's just not necessarily related to your content, but still critical thinking. And, and so we're just trying to keep it spicy for you, our audience, because we don't want it to get stale. Well, we knew you needed something to listen to while you were either doing dishes or prepping something or just doing nothing. Maybe you're on a 5k, like you're on a turkey trot and you're like way better than me, but either way, (laughs) well, maybe this is a, maybe this is like a dinner table conversation starter too. Like that, how fun do a Sesame street quiz at the dinner table tonight and then tell us all about it and be that teacher friend. 
be that oh one. Yes. People will probably hate you. So you can blame right. us though. It can be totally. Awesome. We will take the blame. Speaking of. Yes. Amanda has the details about our masterclass. Yes. We have a masterclass and we would love to share it with you. We cover the ins and the outs of the Sesame Street quiz apart from the silliness and into <laughs> the academics. Um, we'll go over how to do it, the ways to implement it. And, and really we'll talk about the philosophy behind how this quiz and two other types of formative assessment that we go over are going to help shift your evaluation of students from a gotcha you didn't read or you didn't do what I asked you to do. So I'm going to punish you to, which I say lightly, right? Like we don't actually think well, that. Well, but, but it's the idea that assessment is punitive versus actually right. assessing learning. Yeah. And we want to help you get there. Like we don't want you to feel like, I don't know what to do. We want to give you some ideas to try so that your assessment is reflective of what students have learned and reflective of their critical thinking and not just their ability to comprehend what they've seen. So we'd love to have you over in the show notes. We've got uh, links to sign up and be part of it. Uh, When you sign up, you can watch it uh, right there that minute. We do recommend having a pen and paper. We give you a workbook. Um, So if you want any other, anywhere else to take notes, make sure you have that with you and you're going to walk away with things you can implement the next day or the next time you have a class. We guarantee it. Absolutely. And we do talk a little bit at the end of the masterclass because it's recorded. Like Amanda said, you can see it right then and there. It's free to watch the masterclass. We do talk a little bit about our course curriculum rehab just to kind of see where what we're talking about in the masterclass then goes like bigger scale. If that's something that you are ready for or that your teaching team is ready for undertaking a curriculum rehab. We have a little information for you in the masterclass all about that. And it's just, you know, the two of us having a a great time talking about assessments. We actually have way too much fun talking about assessments. Like it's, that's what we're here for though. It's nerdy and we like it. Yeah. We're your nerdy teacher BFFs hanging out here on the podcast. Absolutely. So friends, we are thankful for you. We are thankful, like Amanda said, for your listenership, for your ratings and your reviews on iTunes, because it helps other friends find our brave new teaching community and, you know, feel less alone out there in that uh, good old teaching world. Cause it's, it's hard sometimes, but we appreciate you all. So we do and stick with us. We're here every single Thursday. Marie and I have not missed a single Thursday, I think since we've started and to wrap up our 2021 calendar year, we've got several episodes in the works all about planning, whether it's backwards planning for the winter holiday or planning for when you get back from the holiday. Um, We've got a lot of planning episodes. If you're just kind of joining us, we just finished a series on discussion. So you got your pedagogy. Now we're going to take you through some practical things. So there's lots going on. Make sure that you're getting your updates every single Thursday from wherever you listen to us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving if you are hearing this in real time. Otherwise, just have a great day. And uh, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.